song just gets me pumped it just makes me want to be at an iron maiden show and hearing that music for real and knowing that in five minutes i'm going to be going nuts all right anyways welcome to episode three of uncle steve's iron maiden zone this week i'm going to let you know what is the worst song from each iron maiden album with bruce dickinson I know what you may be thinking. Is this guy crazy? Why does he hate Iron Maiden? Why does he hate Bruce Dickinson? Well, in case you didn't know, I love Iron Maiden. And there is always a best song on an album. And there is always a worst song if there's a best song, right? Okay, wait. I'll get into that in just a minute. First, I want to thank the people that have shared episode one the final frontier on either Twitter or Facebook. So Twitter user Vlada at Vlada underscore Toman Zardu at X A R D U E I R O underscore Tyler Tunnell at Tyler owns sweeper at N C L Quinn's and Ivan from Malta all shared it on Twitter. Joel Hebbensberger and Michael Blair both shared it on Facebook. So to all of you, I give a heartfelt thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's get on with the show. I know you want to know. In a world of band fandom, some fans go the extra mile to make sure and defend every move that a band makes, regardless of how bad something may be. Maybe a band recorded a disco song. Man, it's great. Maybe the band went grunge. Man, that album rules. Sometimes they do. Carnival of Souls. For whatever reason... When your favorite band did something, let's say, bad, if you can't admit it, 
if you have drank the Kool-Aid and just can't admit a mistake or a mess up that the band has had, then well, okay. But for fans that are not afraid to say what they really feel about a band, no matter how much they love them, this is for you. I admittedly love Iron Maiden. I've got a podcast about them. They're my favorite band, and I'm amazed that they still release new music that is great even after all these years from the heyday in the 1980s. But even as great as they've been, they still have a dud here or there, and I've seen so many people that want to say that nothing is bad by them. I've seen people say that Fear of the Dark is their best album and there's no bad songs on it. Well, I'm glad that you love it that much, but I'm a realist and I want to have opinions that have honesty and integrity to them. So I'll tell you if a song is bad or if I don't like it without the fear of offending somebody. I'm also not a believer that you're not a true fan of fill in the blank unless you like all of their music. You can like a band and dislike some of their stuff. It's okay. Really. So I decided to take all of the Iron Maiden albums with Bruce Dickinson and pick what is the worst song from each one. Now, the biggest problem here is some of their albums don't have a bad song on them. Some others have enough to share, but I'm still going to pick the, I'm going to do some air quotes here, the worst song from each album. And in some cases, the worst song may still be a killer song. So with that in mind, I'm going to start with the first album that featured Bruce on vocals, The Number of the Beast. And I'm going to work my way all the way to 2015's The Book of Souls. Okay, The Number of the Beast is considered by some to be the best album that Iron Maiden ever made. I do not agree with this but I do know that this album has a lot of killer material. It is definitely one of the two most important albums Iron Maiden ever put out with Bruce, in my opinion. The other one is 2000's Brave New World, which was Bruce's first album back with Iron Maiden after being gone for roughly six years. Some of these classic Maiden albums have a lot of great material, but admittedly, it's not too hard to pick the worst song on an album when some of them are just so awesome. My pick for the worst song on this album is a toss-up in a way. I narrowed it down to two songs because there really isn't anything else that I would even consider. The two songs are the opening track, Invaders, and track seven, Gangland. As a teenager into Iron Maiden in the 1980s, I can remember all the way back then that there was only one song that I didn't like as much. One song that just never really clicked with me, and in more recent history, I've tried to give it a chance again, and I appreciate it much more than ever. But it still didn't move it from being the worst song on this classic album. My choice for worst song on The Number of the Beast is Gangland. The song has some great drumming in it, but it just never did it for me. Invaders, I guess that being the opening track and the first time you ever heard Bruce sing if you were a fan back then, I always liked it, but it's easy to acknowledge that it's no Children of the Damned, Hallowed Be Thy Name, or Run to the Hills. 
I'm sure most Maiden fans would choose the same if they absolutely had to. But if you're the guy or the gal that says this song rules and there's no bad songs on here, then you really aren't going to like Uncle Steve by the end of this show. Okay. Peace of Mind, the next album, was the first Iron Maiden album to contain what is considered the classic Maiden lineup of the 80s with the addition of Nico McBrain on the drums. His presence was immediately heard on the opening track, Where Eagles Dare, with a bombastic drum intro. When you listen to this album, or if you know this album well enough, it's pretty easy to see which songs were the cream of the crop and which one or ones are the bottom feeders. As a teenager, there were a couple of songs that I used to skip on here that I've grown to love over the years, but there's still one or two that never made that jump into the elite territory. When I listen to this album, it's pretty simple to know which song I think is the worst, even if I don't hate the song. The worst song on this album is easy to choose. And you know what it is if you know this album. Even in a day when dinosaurs walk the earth, this was still the worst song on the album. Quest for Fire wins this one, or loses this one in a landslide. Now, Power Slave is thought by many to be the quintessential Iron Maiden album. The time in their career that they were at the absolute height of their powers. They were definitely peaking. They had attained superstar level and were a large venue act from that point on for a long time. Now, choosing the worst song on this album is not quite as easy as it was on Peace of Mind. By a long shot. In narrowing it down, it obviously isn't going to be Aces High, Two Minutes to Midnight, Flash of the Blade, Power Slave, or Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. So that leaves three options. Lost for Words, Big Aura, The Duelists, or Back in the Village. That doesn't make it any easier because all three of those songs are great too. Musically, they are all great. And the only thing that really separates them is that Lost for Words doesn't have vocals in it. Back in the Village does have that bad ending where he says back in the village three times really fast. And it doesn't sound that great. So out of the three, the only flaw is no vocals in one and a bad vocal ending in another. So I have to choose one and I'm going to just have to go ahead and say that the lack of vocals is worse than a few bad seconds in a song. So the worst song on Power Slave is Lost for Words, Big Aura. I mean, that seems fair, right? Okay, somewhere in time, the follow-up to the excellent Power Slave is another great album. This was the first album that I got into by Iron Maiden being a fan when it was actually released. So it holds a special place for me, but not so much that I think it's their best album. Just glancing at the album, there are obviously certain songs that are just not going to be considered like caught somewhere in time, wasted years, sea of madness, heaven can wait, the loneliness of the long distance runner, stranger in a strange land, deja vu, 
or Alexander the Great. So that leaves us with, wait, why can't they just have some filler here to make this a bit easier? Okay. I mean, it's Iron Maiden. So I'm going to have to narrow it down to Deja Vu, The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner, or Stranger in a Strange Land. Deja Vu has the sweet opening and some great instrumental stuff in it, as does The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner. Not sure I can pick either of these. Also, the lyrical content is really cool, too. Okay. I'm sure to upset some people with this pick, but I'm going to say that Stranger in a Strange Land is the worst song here. I mean, the subject matter is cool. The pre-chorus and musical interlude after it are awesome too, but the chorus isn't quite as good. It's still a great song, but I have to pick something, okay? Okay, I know what you're thinking. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. This one is going to be really tough because this is one of Maiden's best albums of all times. Well, you're wrong because there's one song on here that isn't bad, but it definitely is a notch below the rest to me. I don't care much for the pre-chorus in the song, but Bruce sounds awesome during the chorus. And the instrumental outro is really unique, but the worst song on Seventh Son of a Seventh Son is The Prophecy. Easy one for me. Okay, No Prayer for the Dying. Now we get to an album that a lot of people consider the worst that Maiden did with Bruce. I disagree, but that's a conversation for another time. This album does, however, have multiple songs to choose the worst from, whereas Seventh Son only had maybe two to choose from, realistically speaking. However, looking at the song list from this album, There is one song that immediately stands out for me as the worst song because I like a lot of the songs on this album. The song starts out with a sweet musical interlude, but then Bruce breaks in with a very raspy vocal. And the chorus really sounds bad to me, too. I'm not sure how they thought the better watch out in the assassin sounded good, but someone must have. Maybe Martin Birch was pulling a Rick Rubin and just laying on the couch during that part, but we all know that Irie would not allow that. Fear of the Dark is next. Now this is the Bruce album that will be the toughest to choose the worst song off of, simply because this album contains the most bad songs ever compiled on one Bruce Dickinson-led album. When I look at the list, I see The Fugitive, and I think, oh yeah, that's it. I've never heard anything this bad by Maiden. But then that is followed immediately by Chains of Misery. There's a man Yeah, this wasn't that good either, but is it worse than The Fugitive? 
they're both equally not that great to me, so this will be a tough call. But wait, there's more. Following that is the much, much worse, The Apparition. which makes the previous two songs sound like Hallowed Be Thy Name in comparison. Okay, this is definitely the worst song on the album. I mean, it's gotta be, right? Well, just two songs later, we get another song that is definitely giving the apparition a run for its money. Weekend Warrior. Now, if this was a tag team wrestling match, The Fugitive and Chains of Misery versus The Apparition and Weekend Warrior for the worst song on the Fear of the Dark tag team title belt, then The Apparition and Weekend Warrior would be the hands down, body slam, pile driving, suplexing off the top ropes, all time best tag team duo ever. What you gonna do on Monday? Okay, well, now that this battle is over, wait, I have to choose the worst, not the worst two. Okay, this is not an easy feat. The apparition is a mess of a song. The way Bruce delivers the vocals is terrible. It's like he's not even singing on some parts and the lyrics are really dumb in some places. Okay, who wrote this song? Okay, wow. The Apparition and Weekend Warrior were both written by Steve Harris and Yannick Gers. Well, that doesn't help. Musically, The Apparition just kicks in and starts going with the lyrics immediately. And like I said, Bruce's delivery is not good at all. Not really singing at all. There's a musical interlude about halfway through the song that is really good, which is great, except it is wrapped up in the crap sandwich, which is the beginning of the song and the end of the song. It's amazing to hear this and think that this is an Iron Maiden song. I do wonder, is there anyone out there that this is a go-to song? Like, oh man, I gotta hear the apparition. I can't imagine that there is, but if I hear of one, I'll come back and fill you in 
Pun totally intended. If there is someone out there, please email me. Ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com. Please email me and tell me about this. Okay, Weekend Warrior has a bit of intro music and then it kicks in. Bruce sings more, but it's very raspy, which is not something that I care for in heavy doses, which this song has a lot of. There is a pre-chorus in the song, but it's not very good. The lyrics are really bad, too, which doesn't help. The chorus is just decent, but by Maiden standards, it is god-awful. Again, as with The Apparition, there is a really killer musical interlude about halfway through the song that makes you forget how bad the rest of it is. Okay, if I had to pick one of these songs as the worst, and I do have to because that's kind of what's going on here, right? Only after listening to these again can I say that Weekend Warrior is a much better song than The Apparition. And that is really telling as how bad of a song The Apparition is. The four songs that I named, The Fugitive, Chains of Misery, The Apparition, and Weekend Warrior are all songs that I skip when I listen to this album pretty much every time I listen to it. All right, let's move on to Bruce's comeback album with Iron Maiden, Brave New World. This is an album that is probably the most perfect album that Iron Maiden has ever put out. If I'm being honest, I would rank this ahead of some of the 80s albums. Maybe all of them. It is that good. And now I've put myself in a position where I have to pick the worst song from this album. Not cool. Can I just plead the fifth? Funny enough, there was a time for some strange reason that I didn't really love this album. I think I was just in a different world musically at the time. As I'm looking over the song list, there's no way that the worst song on this album is The Wicker Man, or Ghost of the Navigator, Brave New World, Blood Brothers, The Nomad, Out of the Silent Planet, or The Thin Line Between Love and Hate. So I'm going to say that the choice here is going to be The Mercenary, Dream of Mirrors. Have you ever felt the future is the past, but you don't know how? And the Fallen Angel. Now, when I listen to this album, I don't skip one song on here because everything is great. There is not a bad song on this album. 
But if you are ranking them from best to worst, even if all things are great, there has to be one at the top and one at the bottom. Iron Maiden made it much harder to choose a worse song on their post-2000 albums than they did on Fear of the Dark or No Prayer of the Dying. No Prayer for the Dying, not No Prayer of. Okay, the mercenary chorus with the nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, you've got to kill to stay alive. And then the show them no fear, show them no pain part. Nope. Dream of Mirrors has a super long but totally killer intro. And when it finally kicks in and gets to the I only dream in black and white chorus, it freaking rules. I'm supposed to be picking the worst song. This is not going well. The Fallen Angel is next. It's a straightforward rocker and lyrically it's great too. But when I go through this song, it does seem to maybe be a small notch below Dream of Mirrors or The Mercenary. I guess just listening, I like those two songs a little better than this one. But like I said, I don't skip anything on this album. So the worst song on this album, and I use air quotes when I say the worst, is The Fallen Angel. That was not too fun. All right, next up is an album that a lot of people act like is not very good. And I think a lot of that has to do with the god-awful album cover. I think when people look at it, it just gives them a vibe of, this doesn't look good, so it must not be good. They couldn't be more wrong. This is a killer album. I think part of that thought process is the fact that Wildest Dreams is not as strong of a track as, say, The Wicker Man or Different World. So on Dance of Death, I start with Wildest Dreams and work my way through each song. It seems to be a weaker song than Rainmaker for sure. It's not as strong as No More Lies, Montsegur, Dance of Death, Gates of Tomorrow, New Frontier. Wait, is Wildest Dreams better or worse than New Frontier? I'll hold those songs and go to the next track. Arguably the best track on the album, Passchendaele. No way is anything up to this point better than Passchendaele. Okay, next is Face in the Sand, Age of Innocence, and Journeyman. Each of these songs is better than Wildest Dreams and New Frontier. So they are going to be the two songs I have to choose from for the worst song on this album. Lyrically, I really love the song Wildest Dreams. And I'm not really into the lyrics on New Frontier, so I'm just going to go with New Frontier as being the worst on this album. Now, the follow-up to Dance of Death is an album that could very well be the best album that Iron Maiden ever recorded. The album that from front to back is possibly more fluid than any other album they've done. And that's A Matter of Life and Death. This is going to probably be the most difficult album to choose the worst song from. I've listened to this album multiple times recently to try and figure out what you call the, quote, worst song on the album. It's a very rewarding studying to do, that's for sure. So I worked my way through the album. Different World starts the album and is absolutely killer. No way is this the worst. These Colors Don't Run is next. Oh my. This one is as good or better than the last one. No way is it this one. 
I think I'm in trouble here. Okay, Brighter Than a Thousand Suns is next. Nice intro. Then it goes straight into a killer riff. Then an even heavier riff. We have crossed the path he trod. We will feel the pain of No way again for this one. The Pilgrim Follows starts with a nice beat. Then it kicks in with a driving beat and vocal. The chorus has a cool, low, and high mix of Bruce. And then Nico is killing the bass drum. Uh, This one will not be it either. Five songs left. Getting down to the nitty gritty. The longest day is next. Light start and then Bruce comes in. The song is building. Great build, by the way. Now it bursts into the pre-chorus and Bruce sounds phenomenal. Okay, next song. Out of the Shadows. Starts with a cool beat and then lightens up. This sounds like Son of a Gun from Tattooed Millionaire a little bit, maybe. Light verse, straight to the chorus, and Bruce sounds great here too. Just have to point out the killer solo at the 233 mark. Wow. I think that's Dave. This song is the lightest song on the album. Not one-dimensional, but probably the most simple song. Hmm. The reincarnation of Benjamin Brigg is up next. It starts with a soft intro, which seems to be the case on a lot of post-2000 Maiden stuff. Not that I'm complaining. After the intro, which is just short of two minutes... The song kicks in with an absolutely killer riff. I know I'm moving on. God, I love this album. So anyways, no way is this song the worst. Speaking of songs I love, For the Greater Good of God is Next.
I went crazy when they played this on the Legacy of the Beast tour. Okay, I'm just going straight to the next song. Lord of Light. Another light intro. And Bruce sounds awesome again here. About a minute and 40 in, a killer, what has to be Adrian Smith riff, comes in and Bruce is wailing. Have I already said that I love this album? So it shall be written. So it shall be done. Next song. Actually, the last song on the album next. The Legacy. Light intro for this one as well. And this one sounds awesome already. Lots of changes going on. Building up different musical melodies to carry throughout the song. A little over three minutes in, the drums kick in. Slow but steady beat. Sounds awesome. Okay, this is not going to be the worst song either. So based on all of the evidence provided, I'm going to say the air quotes, heavy air quotes, worst song on the album is Out of the Shadows. Being the worst on this album is not a bad thing either because this album is a flat out spinal tap 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. So after all of that, we've got two albums left to go. The album after A Matter of Life and Death was The Final Frontier. And you've already heard how I feel about that one if you listen to The Final Frontier episode. But if not, I'll let you know now. From the get-go. At first, I didn't like the title track, but I absolutely warmed up to it and love it. So next. El Dorado is the second song. Same as the first. Next. Mother of Mercy. This is one of the best songs on the album. Let's keep going. Coming Home. This is a good song. I've been liking it more than usual recently, but I'll keep this in mind. The Alchemist is next. Starts off with a killer guitar solo and at a frenetic pace as well. The pre-chorus is awesome. I'm going to pass to the next song. Isle of Avalon. This song has parts of it that remind me of Rush. This to me is the most proggy song that Maiden has ever released. I've grown with Maiden and their musical progression, so I like this one too. Much more than one of the earlier songs, so I'll use that as a barometer. Starblind and The Talisman are the next two songs, and for obvious reasons, it's a laugh to think I'd say they were the worst songs on here. Next is The Man Who Would Be King. This song is great lyrically and musically too, so this is a no-go. So the last song on the album is When the Wild Wind Blows. I really love the intro on this song, and musically, it's pretty straightforward. The song also has a great story to it, but this song is a notch below everything else on the album musically because it's so straightforward. So I'd say it comes down to Coming Home or When the Wild Wind Blows. Both songs are pretty straightforward, and the lyrics on When the Wild Wind Blows tell a good story. But the lyrics on Coming Home seem more poetic and meaningful. Oh, the bittersweet 
So I'm going to say the worst song on this album is When the Wild Wind Blows. The last Iron Maiden studio release is The Book of Souls. The album starts off with If Eternity Should Fail. The song has a really cool intro. Verses and chorus are cool too. We are strange believers, all of us. There are stranger truths and not lost. We'll rise from slumber. He calls our name, recalls our number. care for the ending where it says my name is necropolis that part good day my name is necropolis i'm formed of the dead i am the harvester of the soul it reminds me of toltec 7 arrival from bruce's solo album accident of birth Just doesn't fit in here to me. Good song either way, though. Second song up is Speed of Light. Killer song. This song just flat out rocks. Absolutely love the chorus here, too. Bruce sounds awesome. Moving on, The Great Unknown starts with a nice, soft intro and then kicks in. The verses are good, the pre-chorus is even better, and then the chorus is awesome. Okay, let's just keep going here. The red and the black is the follow-up. It starts with a little Steve Harris bass part and then kicks in with a great riff. I love this because when Bruce starts singing, the guitar is right along with him. After the first verse, we immediately get a sing-along guitar line, too. The 
The song also has some great vocal sing-along lines in it as well. I don't love the chorus, but the rest of the song is so good. This can't be the worst. Next up is When the River Runs Deep. I don't love the intro here, but once that's passed, the song kicks into high gear and it is awesome. I don't love the chorus here either, but the rest of the song is really great. I think I'll pass here. Maybe. Okay, the title track to The Book of Souls is up next. It has an absolutely killer acoustic intro and then kicks in with a great marching riff. sounds awesome as does just about every part of this song the pre-chorus is awesome the chorus is awesome i have nothing bad to say here next death or glory it starts off with a good driving beat and bruce comes in quickly and sounds great the verses are awesome and i really like the pre-chorus the chorus isn't as good to me as the pre-chorus but it's still good so i think I'll keep on going. The follow-up to this song is Wasted Years. I mean, Shadows of the Valley. Okay, we all know it was written by Adrian Smith, so let's keep going. The intro is killer. The verses that kick in after that are awesome, too. The pre-chorus and the chorus are both great as well. Okay, this is one of the best songs on the album. Let's move on. Tears of a Clown, written about Robin Williams, the American actor-comedian that had committed suicide. This song is a pretty straightforward song. It's not a bad song. There aren't really any twists here either, though. When I'm putting on this album, this is not a song I'm excited to hear. Next song is The Man of Sorrows. Not to be confused with Bruce Dickinson's song, Man of Sorrows. Two completely different songs. It starts out with a really sweet Dave Murray solo line. This song, like its predecessor, Tears of a Clown, 
is a pretty straightforward song, but the solo line at the beginning is awesome. And the pace changes a bit. I like the chorus in this song a lot, so this song is getting a pass here. Now, last up is Empire of the Clouds. A song that Steve Harris has called a masterpiece. He said, I didn't write it, so I can say that. And that, my friends, is all that I need to hear. So through all of that, I'm just going to say that the worst song from this album is going to be Tears of a Clown. And that, my friends, concludes my list of the worst songs from each Iron Maiden album that Bruce Dickinson sang on. Do you agree with me? Here is the list of the worst songs one more time. From the number of the beast, Gangland. From Peace of Mind, Quest for Fire, from Power Slave, Lost for Words, Big Aura, from Somewhere in Time, Stranger in a Strange Land, from Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, The Prophecy, from No Prayer for the Dying, The Assassin, from Fear of the Dark, The Apparition, from Brave New World, The Fallen Angel, from Dance of Death, New Frontier, from A Matter of Life and Death, Out of the Shadows, from The Final Frontier, When the Wild Wind Blows, and from the Book of Souls, Tears of the Clown. I know that most people think that Bruce hung the moon and invented sliced bread, but not every song on an album is the best. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to go ahead and give a really not-so-hot take here and just say that the worst song that Iron Maiden has ever recorded, whether it be with Paul Diano, Blaze Bailey, or Mr. Bruce Dickinson, the absolute worst song that Iron Maiden has ever recorded is from Fear of the Dark, The Apparition. You cannot disagree with that. But if for some strange reason you do disagree with that, tell me what song on an album that Iron Maiden has recorded that is worse than The Apparition. So tell me what you think. What's the worst song on any of these albums to you? Or do you think there's any bad ones at all? You can email me at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com or you can contact me on Twitter at Uncle Steve Rock. So, even though Bruce said it better, I'm just going to say thank you and good night from Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and from the boys. 
Some things in life are bad They can really make you mad Other things just make you swear and curse When you're chewing on life's gristle That grumble, give a whistle And this'll help things turn out for the best And always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps Don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle That's the thing Face the curtain with a bow Forget about your seat Give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow So always look on the bright